Hey, Unwritten fans, this is Jordan Lopez, voice of Chelsea Wu. I wanted to let you know that Dayton Writers Movement, the makers of Unwritten, have been working on a new show called The Hidden People. Listen for myself and some of your other favorite voices from Unwritten. New episodes come out every other Thursday, and to get you started, we are proud to present you with episode one. If you like it, make sure to look up The Hidden People on any of your podcast platforms or go to hiddenpeoplepodcast.com to subscribe. Enjoy The Hidden People, and remember that nothing is as it seems. (laughs) The Hidden People contains mature language, content, and themes. Please listen with care. Dayton Riders Movement presents The Hidden People, starring Jordan Lopez, Stephen Gogol, Sean Gunther, Xander Hildenbrandt, Emily Kallenberg, Stephen Kallenberg, and Luna Madison. Season 1, Episode 1, Something Happened. Written by Chris Burnside, directed by Chris and Megan Burnside. Also starring Sarah Amar, Jenny Hawley, and David Senator. Perhaps you would like to start over. Preferably from the beginning. Oh, was that too provocative a start. Would we prefer order in the court? I can tell by your glare that we have a special connection. Did you want to test me? I see your squeezed fist, clenched jaw. Oh, perhaps you might come a little closer then. I'm sure you can trust these bindings. I'm no threat to you like this, am I? Show us all what a big, strong... Enough! Telling the whole story was your idea, remember? Might we just get on with it? (laughs) Right. Order. Court. Where was I? Well, starting at the end was perhaps not the appropriate tactic. I've always had a flair for the dramatic, but I suppose you're more interested in a narrative flow than entertainment? That is the point of all this, isn't it? To learn about what happened? To learn from what happened. So pay close attention. I'll try to stick to the facts. I suppose that I should just start from the beginning. 
Oh, no. That would just be boring. I can't just start with the murders. That would spoil all the surprises. Shouldn't we get to know the characters first before we start killing them off? You tell me. I'll let the characters do most of the talking and try to keep my intrusions to a minimum. But since you can't see what's happening, I'll be sure to fill in the juicy action bits. How kind of you. Quite the storyteller. <laughs> you have no idea. I hope your scribe has a lot of ink at the ready. Perhaps a backup quill. This could take a while. Welcome to Soundscapes. Feel free to play any of the instruments on display. Meet Alfred. His current dead-end job is this monstrosity of a music store. He spends 40 hours a week tuning guitars and selling drums to grandparents who hate their children. This story isn't about him, which is good because he's obnoxious. He goes by Alfie, in case you needed proof of that. They were laughing as they came in. Hey, Nissa, I think they saw your sign. It's not my sign. I just appropriated it. That one is Nissa. For some reason, she's friends with Alfie, along with being his boss. Also fancies herself a hacktivist. Her drive and passion for social justice are commendable, but they'll also prove to be her undoing soon. This story isn't about her either, Though she's not nearly as insufferable. Hey, it's McKenna! You're late, Mac. Did you see that sign out there? Ah, McKenna. This story is about her, mostly. It's like one of those light-up road signs for construction, but it says suburban potholes get more funding than inner-city schools. I assume this is your handiwork, Nissa. Don't deflect with flattery. Your shift started a half hour ago. You now get to clean the bathrooms. And of course, I hacked the sign. Well, I'm sure your hacked sign will bring about much social change. Overprivileged road construction pisses me off. Is it the road construction that's overprivileged? Do you want to clean the bathrooms? No, master. Sorry, master. Bad outfit feels. Which one of the Muppets is that supposed to be? Yoda or Schmeagol? <laughs> Schmeagol is not a Muppet. What the hell is wrong with you? In what way is a computer-generated hobbit like a felt-covered puppet? Uh, and the way that they're both stupid. Uh, <gasps> this should not be interpreted as taking his side, but we did watch all of those movies together. Under duress, you cosplayed Rey at the midnight showing of Last Jedi. That's just how I dress. You have a picture of Daisy Ridley as your phone's lock screen. Oh, look. Now you're both cleaning the bathrooms. Tragic. <sighs> Welcome to Soundscapes. Your crush is here. My one true love. You do realize how much older she is. <sighs> Doesn't bother me a bit. Age is just a social construct. You're a social construct. I was backing you up, dumbass. She doesn't care about you. She only comes in here to play the piano. 
When will you get over this fixation? When she plays me like that piano. <gasps> Gross. Oh, I may vomit. Oh, do it in the bathroom and make Alfie clean it. Hey, at least I was on time for my shift. He's right. Why were you late? I woke up exhausted. It's like I didn't even sleep last night. And I'm all sore, like it worked out. Maybe you went sleep jogging. Oh, oh my god, if I could work out while unconscious, it would totally be worth the exhaustion. It wasn't anything else. You're taking your medicine? Yes, Mom. No more depressed or anxious than usual. I'm disinterestedly hovering between numb and zombie. Uh, Nissa? A cop just pulled in. He's walking toward the door. So... Maybe because of the sign you hacked. <laughs> they couldn't possibly connect it to me. I'm a ghost. So, I'm gonna go take inventory in the stock room. Get rid of him. I was never here. Okay, bye. Uh, hang on. Mac, is that your brother with the cop? Thomas? McKenna. Get off of me. You know I don't hug. What are you doing here? McKenna, we... You should come with us. Why? What's going on? I'll tell you when we get out of here. I'm at work, Thomas. <laughs> Sorry. I got caught up in the moment. That's Thomas, McKenna's younger brother. He's the perfect one. You know the type. After college, he moved a few towns away, but still visits his parents dutifully. Sadly for him, he didn't move far enough. You can go, Mac. We can cover for you. I can clean the bathrooms. No worries. Thanks, Nissa. Hey, Alfie. She probably won't be back today. What the hell is going on? Just... It's about Mom and Dad, okay? Just trust me. It's fine, McKenna. Go. Come on. Okay, sure. We'll need to put my bike in the car, though. We can come back for it. I left my truck at the station. So, how are you? Seriously? What is so important that you had to make a scene? I... Uh, I don't really know how to say it. What happened, Thomas? Mom and Dad... Something happened. Are they okay? <laughs> They're gone, McKenna. Someone... They were killed. Killed? Like a car accident or something? No. Like, murdered. How? I don't know. Sam wouldn't give me the details yet. This is ridiculous. I just saw them last night. I was at the house until this morning. I think it happened when they were out last night. We're gonna talk to Sam. She'll tell us what she can. She called you? Early this morning. Why didn't she call me? I live with them. I don't know. You know, Sam and I were friends in high school. Maybe that's why. That's a stupid reason. 
Are you seriously jealous of me for getting called first? You live an hour away, and I'm a year older than you. So you really would have preferred to tell me the news? Right, exactly. Sorry, I didn't mean to be snippy. I'm still processing everything. I haven't seen them since last month, when we had breakfast for dinner. Now my last memory of them is going to be complaining about overcooking the bacon. McKenna. Yeah? If we have to... Like, if we have to identify them, would you do it? I think... I think I'd really like to just remember the bacon, if that's okay. Yeah, I can. I don't mean to put that on you, though. Maybe you have a last memory you'd like to preserve. You don't have to decide right now. You're probably in shock. I think I'm still in shock and I've known for a couple hours. Oh, McKenna. Is it shock? Is that why you don't feel like a human being should feel? If so, how long exactly have you been in shock? Because you haven't felt a connection with your parents since just this side of ever. Do you wonder why that is? Is she? Maybe working a lead? I'm sure she'll be here any minute. Why are we in an interrogation room? Probably for the privacy. I'm sure some people break down. Uh, but lots of responses are valid, though. Yeah. Sorry I've kept you waiting. Hello, McKenna. I'm Detective Mulligan. You can call me Sam. You probably remember me? Sure. Hi. Detective Samantha Mulligan. Whatever. Really sorry to have to see you again under these circumstances. It's okay. I mean, it's not... You know what I mean? My condolences for your loss. I knew your parents from when we were in high school. They were good people. They definitely didn't deserve what happened. What did happen? Thomas wouldn't tell me anything. That's not his fault. I didn't tell him much. I was waiting to tell you both together. What happened to our parents, Sam? At some point late last night, they died. The circumstances are odd, but we know for sure that your mother was intentionally stabbed by some person or persons. What about her father? That's where things get a bit strange. By all indications, he was mauled by animals. Oh, God. What? I know it sounds absurd, it's possible that the perpetrator had some kind of trained animals, maybe large dogs. Does that happen? It certainly doesn't happen here. Unlike all the other suburbs plagued by dire wolves. You sure about this? At this point, we're not sure of much. The medical examiner will be reporting to me as soon as she finishes. We hope to have more information then. <sighs> I can't believe this. How does someone get mauled by animals in the village? 
It's three restaurants, a theater, and an antique shop in the middle of a suburb. Why would you think they were killed in the village? Yes, McKenna. Why would you know exactly where they were killed? They left to see a show. They usually go for drinks at that bar down the street. Did it happen somewhere else? No. Actually, that's pretty much exactly where it happened. Do you have any other leads? I was hoping the two of you could help me out with that. Just give me a little more information to point us in the right direction. It won't take long, and then you can go home, call friends and family. Sure, of course, we can do that. Yeah. When was the last time you saw your parents? It's been about three weeks for me. I saw them yesterday. And you live at home? Yes. They left to get dinner and then see a show. They assume they went for drinks. Like I said, that was usually what they did. Hmm. Was anyone else with you? My friends were over, Nessa and Alfie. Your friends also spoke to your parents? I think so. What time did your parents leave? About six, maybe. I'm not sure. Nissa probably remembers better. She's detail-oriented. Who usually drives when they go somewhere together? My dad. Where did they usually park? They always use the big lot on the block behind the restaurants. It's always empty. Our dad hates parallel parking. Did you find it strange that they never came home? Nessa and Alfie left around 10. They had to open the store this morning. I went to bed a little later. I assumed they came home while I was asleep. You didn't notice them missing this morning? My room is in the basement. I have a separate entrance and I ride my bike to work, so I usually don't see them or their car on weekends. You usually don't see them the entire weekend? We're not close. You live in their basement. So? McKenna just isn't super social with them. It's not out of the ordinary. Okay. Were they acting normally yesterday? Seemed normal to me. Not agitated or nervous? Now that you mention it, no. They seem normal. I'm not trying to make this more difficult, McKenna. I just need to know everything you can tell me. We want to help, Sam. It's just, obviously, this is a difficult time. Of course. Just a few more things. Did your parents have any enemies? Maybe a former friend or business partner who carried a grudge? No, they got along with everyone. Why would you ask that? Were they robbed or assassinated? They weren't robbed. Money, credit cards, jewelry, all left. The only things obviously missing were their licenses and maybe some photos. Did your father carry photos in his wallet? Yes, he was sentimental. The photo slots were empty. So you're thinking someone who knew them did this. It wasn't random. Maybe. Do you know anyone who trains large animals? This is ridiculous. I don't think we do. I'll ask around. Sam, do you think McKenna is in danger? If they took their licenses and photos, they'll have pictures of her and her address. I honestly don't know. We'll have an officer watch your house for a while, just to be sure. I'll be staying at the house, too. At least for a while. Is there anything else, or can we go? I'm feeling claustrophobic in here. (laughs) If McKenna gets any more agitated... The tenor of this conversation is going to shift, and that would ruin this story. Just a few more questions. Sorry, I need to take this. We can be done for now. I'll call you as soon as new information comes in. Call me if you think of anything. Thanks, Sam. (laughs) Much better. Let's get out of here.
What was that about back there? What was what? Why'd you give Sam so much attitude? My parents just died. I get a pass for being rude. My parents died too, you know? Not a competition. I know that when things get overwhelming, you bail. But you can't run from this. We need to be adults. Don't be an asshole. You're right. I'm sorry. That was really rude. See? My parents just died. Thomas. <laughs> wow. Wildly inappropriate jokes must be my defense mechanism. I'm not sure how long you can blame shock before you're just a bad person. I think when it sinks in, I'm going to be an inconsolable puddle, so... How are we supposed to do this? Together. Yeah. Detective Mulligan, audio log. Thorn double homicide. Revisiting the scene where the bodies were found. Large quantity of blood indicating the murders took place here. Mr. Thorn was found at the front of the parking lot. His only wounds were claw and bite marks. Medical examiner says the wounds were deep, likely from large and powerful dogs. Probably more than one. His coat was wrapped around his arm and shredded. Looks like he may have been trying to fend off the dogs. He may have stopped here to hold them off while Mrs. Thorne ran for the car. Mrs. Thorne was found beside the car deeper in the parking lot. The contents of her purse were spilled out. Her car keys were in a side pocket. No valuables were taken from the purse, so she probably dumped it out herself. McKenna said that Mr. Thorne did most of the driving, so it's likely that Mrs. Thorne was unable to find her keys in her panic. Mrs. Thorne... Mrs. Thorne was stabbed twice. Stabbed is more of a euphemism here. The first blow passed completely through her chest with enough force to exit out her back and shatter the car window behind her. The second blow entered through her left shoulder and nearly cut her in half. The wounds were completely clean with no hesitation or resistance, so the weapon must have been incredibly heavy and sharp, wielded by someone very strong. The angle of the second blow would imply someone much taller than her, which would make sense with the strength. However, the first blow was straight on, no upward angle like an underhanded strike, so either a tall killer knelt down for the first strike, or the weapon itself provided the height? Some kind of long axe or spear? Who kills an engineer and her husband with dogs and a polearm? Check records to see if we've ever arrested a violent Dungeons and Dragons cosplayer. of their ride home is quiet, with McKenna staring out the window and Thomas regularly wiping his eyes. You need to respect his ability to hold on to cultural enforcement of masculinity. He won't completely break down into debilitating sobs until he's alone in the room in which he grew up. But for now, he drives in silence.
McKenna watches the scenery pass as she shifts her focus to her own reflection in the glass. It smiles. Her hands reach to her face, touching her mouth, which is very much not smiling as confusion furrows her brow. It's weird, isn't it? What? I, uh, it's nothing. I just mean being back here, knowing that, you know, it's weird. Right. Yeah, super weird. Don't bother looking, McKenna. It's just your reflection for now. Come on. We have a lot to do. We have to make a lot of calls. I was thinking we call Aunt Glenna first. She can call the rest of the family. I don't know if I can re-explain it to every relative. That's a good idea. We also need to talk to their attorney, see if they had a will, maybe insurance. Are we supposed to call them? I don't know how this works. We can probably just look online, find a checklist. Right. How did people know what to do before the internet? I think they just called people and asked for advice. Probably a mixed bag of information. So, basically the internet. Not an inaccurate comparison. You should call your friends. Their shifts end soon. Yes, so you should call them. No, because then they'll want to come over. Of course they will. I don't want to deal with that right now. I hate to break it to you, sis, but we're going to deal with a lot of people wanting to console us. You can't hide from it. I've turned hiding into an art form. Just call them. How do you think they'll feel if they first hear about it on the news? You're the only person under the age of 50 who watches the news. <laughs> Stop deflecting. Call them. Fine. I'll text them. And after you type it out and stare at it for five minutes, you'll delete it and call them. That's not something you can just type. You're underestimating my powers. Call them now, or call Aunt Glenna. Dialing, dialing. I'm really sorry, Mac. Thanks, Nissa. You said that already. Six times, I know. I... I just don't know what else to say. I'm stuck somewhere between crying and wanting to distract you with badly timed jokes. All your jokes are badly timed. Hey, get your shots in now. Today's like the purge. Anything goes. I'm very interested in the rules of this free-for-all. No, 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 no. Not a free-for-all. A free-for-Mac. Only she gets to mock without consequences. This will be a lot easier to handle with someone to ridicule. I volunteer as tribute. You sure know how to make someone feel special, Alfie. Is this like a jokey moment or a sincere moment? Like, do I laugh or offer a hug? Do not hug her. Do not hug me. So jokey, got it. <laughs> so how's Thomas handling it? I don't know. He's still upstairs making calls. That's, that's good of him to handle things. He's always both of those. Good and handling things. Yeah, a perfect brother is better than a total idiot. My brother is worthless. Your brother is five. And an idiot. 
He can already read. Uh, so can I? And have you seen the pedestrian bullshit he reads? They're books for kids. Pictures on every page. They're age appropriate. Every line rhymes. I see you've decided on badly timed jokes. Yeah, I'll get to those later. My brother just sucks. How is it that a 27-year-old is this jealous of a child? <gasps> I am not jealous. Hey, your situation is so much better than mine. Thomas is only a year younger. He was always around. You only need to put up with your brother when you want to. Whatever. Defend the oops, baby. As opposed to your parents' deliberate plan of having you at 17? Nissa, please observe the rules of the purge. As opposed to your parents' deliberate plan of having you at 17? <laughs> I may not have thoroughly thought through these rules. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished. Alfie's bad jokes, one. Max family tragedy, zero. I'll be right back. I need to use the bathroom. Ow! Max family tragedy? You're a moron. Yeah, I have so much regret. She was just starting to smile. Yeah. I'm the worst. Max family tragedy? You're a moron. Yeah, I have so much regret. You can do this. You can do this. Can you? Reflections are tricky things. The mirror shows our reflection, but it is not who we are. It is the inverse. And when your reflection in the mirror talks back... I'm watching. What the fuck? I'm waiting. This isn't happening. I am more real than you are. I'm losing my mind. Two down. <laughs> Mac? Mac! What's wrong? <gasps> Did you hear that? Hear what? You should sit down. I'll get you some water. Should I get Thomas? Yeah, go, go, go get Thomas. <gasps> yeah, yeah, okay. Must have been nothing. Less than a day earlier, McKenna's parents are walking back to their car from the bar. They haven't noticed the black dogs that have followed them the entire way. Pity. You're okay to drive? I'm fine. It's not like we live far away, and I only had two drinks. I see you're not counting the three Shirley Temples. You know they're my obsession. Sometimes I think you love Grenadine more than you love me. Who did I take to the theater tonight? Shirley Temple or you? Would we say you took me? I paid. I drove. Fair point. We're a good team. It's really windy tonight. You want my jacket? I'm wearing my own coat, Bobby. It's not too cold. Just windier than usual. Oh my god. That dog is huge. Keep walking. It will just... Holy shit, there's three of them. Call the police. They're advancing. Get to the car. You can't just... Run. Damn it! Uh, 
there? My husband needs help. We need the police. Can you... McKenna? Hi, Mom. What are you... What are you doing? Stop! <laughs> Dayton Writers Movement presents The Hidden People. Executive Producers Chris Burnside and Megan Burnside. Producers Alexa Fett Fisher, Stephen Kallenberg, and Jordan Lopez. The Lead Writer Chris Burnside. Story by Anna Adamy, Chris Burnside, Megan Burnside, Alexa Fett Fisher. Stephen Kallenberg, Jordan Lopez, and Carrie Zahn. The sound engineer was Dan Seavers. Sound design and score by Katie Seaton. Theme song and additional music by Michael Yates. For more of the Hidden People, visit our website at hiddenpeoplepodcast.com. <laughs>